What is going on? Bar Down Breakdown episode 184. And tonight we are joined by our homies off guard, Long Island, New York, indie pop punk superstars. What is going on, dudes? What's up? What's up? What's up? Happy to be here. Happy to have you guys. (laughs) So I I know that traditionally this is a hockey and music podcast, but we're making exceptions for our homies because they are from the same hometown as Tom and myself, not Justin, Justin, (laughs) South Florida. He doesn't count, but Tom and I are from Deer Park, New York. And when I found out that off guard was mostly from Deer Park, I was just like, gotta get them on gotta gotta give some love to the homies and uh hear their story because at least when i was going to deer park high school like alternative music and emo music and like seeing kids were not like really you know there wasn't a lot of us at deer park high school so would love to hear kind of uh your upbringing and what got you guys hooked on this type type of music yeah oh, absolutely yeah. So, yeah, um, me and Matt Becker, we are uh, both from Deer Park, born and raised on the playground where we spent most of our days. <laughs> I go on. Matt, Matt Weiss, actually, he, he's, our, he's, our, he's our cousin. He's right in Dix Hill, so right next door. He's in Rich Deer Park. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, that's, that's a good question. There were, there were not a lot of scene kids or, like, emo kids, definitely, like, when – I feel like I was growing up in my school either. Um, so I feel like I, when I heard like bands like um, MCR, um, I started to like really kind of like lean into that music. Um, that was like when I was like, uh, like 13, 14. Um, and then ever since then, like I started to like really, I don't know, like those, those kinds of bands, um, MCR, Fallout Boy, um, other ones, uh, like so many that I'm trying to trying to Pierce remember it. Pierce the Veil, definitely, yeah. Um, the used. Yo, yeah, oh, the used. Definitely. Taking Back Sunday. Um, Obviously, yeah. Believe yeah. it or not, a lot of it started for me. Um, well, I I'm the youngest of of uh, me, my brother, and my sister, and I got a lot of my uh, music taste from them. So I, it was kind of like a trickle down, like Simple Plan. All time low, all American rejects. Data like it all just kind of one by one. Of course, you know, little little young me started with Aaron Carter. We won't talk about that. But you know, I, I soon got on the right path. Okay, <laughs> but I, I remember I literally go to sleep every night. My brother would just have Green Day on, just going. So it just really started from there. I, it's I was influenced that way, and eventually it kind of just started finding things that I liked. Then, you know, there wasn't like Spotify. Hey, you might like this. It was kind of like, hey, look at this CD that my brother or sister has. Let me let me pop it in. So kind yeah. of evolved. And I think that's crazy, too, because I know like when, when Mikey and I were growing up, um, especially like kind of like when we were like the ages that you guys were when you when you started getting into those bands. I feel like every band that I listened to came from Long Island. There was right. Taking Back Sunday. There was Brand New. There was Envy on the Coast. There was the movie Life, As Tall as Lions. Like, there's so many bands that came from Long Island. So, like, especially when I hear, you know, you guys are saying, like, you know, when you guys were growing up, you guys are definitely a little bit younger than we are. That you didn't have kind of like that those same influences. I'm just like, because yeah. every yeah. band that I listened to from high in high school all came from Long Island, which 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 is crazy to think that that little island that long island came up with so many so many like it was just so influential for like the music that i was growing up to yeah yeah Yeah, it's funny you said that because um i don't know why maybe because i just kind of listened to whatever they were listening to it actually i feel like it took me a while to finally find those bands that were from long island which is (laughs) so funny to me like When I first heard Taking Back Sunday, I w- I'll admit it, I was already well over 18. <laughs> I was like, what is this? You know? Yeah. I feel like to, to piggyback off that, I feel like with like the Long Island scene, it really like ebbs and flows with like the 
the stature of bands that come out of the scene and everything. Cause yeah, that was like, you know, like the early two thousands were like, like brand new and taking back Sunday were like coming up in the scene and then they built to what they were. Yep. And like for me, similarly to Tyler, like I got like my music influence from my older sister. Like she was really into AFI and that like led me to like those different, like, uh, like newer, like punk and pop punk and like post hardcore genres. And then when I was looking for, you know, friends in like high school who also listened to that kind of stuff, like it was, it just wasn't like around that much. I remember like high school being like the Guido era because like Jersey <laughs> and like clubbing was like the cool thing. So like, you know, like, like going out to shows like was, you know, wasn't like the popular thing to do. So it was hard, like finding like people to jam with or like finding out about the local scene. And then once I did around like junior years, when the same way I was like, oh, there's like brand new Taking Back Sunday, like all these bands that came from Long Island, like what happened? And then like, yeah, I feel like the, the Long we Island. Just, we really missed the window bands. almost. Yeah. <laughs> like we're like, oh, this was just going on. So like what's going on now? And then like, I guess like patent pending was like a, bigger band around like yep. when we were in high school um who else time king was this like more popular this good robot they weren't of like they didn't like taking back the same time too you said sainthood reps yeah yeah i think it was around the same time bayside yep was like a little after like taking back sunday and brand new love bayside yeah <laughs> no, bayside's really cool it was crazy too because like i remember it was like 2004 2005 like you would have you'd have like all these different kind of like budding music scenes and music genres where you like i think like midwest emo just started coming out um you had like california pop punk with like blink 182 and like goldfinger with ska and then i, I like specifically remember like long island emo was a term that was coined in like the 2003 to like 2006 era um, that kind of encompassed like all these bands, especially like some of the older ones like Glassjaw and then kind of like butting into some of the newer ones, especially with Bayside being kind of like one of the newer ones that were coming out around that time too. Um, it's it's always just crazy to think like how how the scene can kind of like ebb and flow like that. You know, yeah. where, where, you know, you had pretty much almost like a half decade of bands coming directly out of Long Island and influencing this this broader genre of alt music. And then, you know, it kind of just like caved a little bit and then it's like slowly coming back up again. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's coming back up a lot more in like the the hardcore scene. Yep. Like obviously hardcore now is like huge and like New York hardcore is, it's been its own thing for so long. So obviously that's going to like, you know, have its come up with it again. Um, yeah. I feel like that's like the dominating thing. And then there's the newer bands that I guess more so fall into that scene like Koyo and like Standstill that are like newer yep. that are like you know just coming out and, and hit those like bigger markets well i just saw that bayside's taking koyo out on tour yeah, exactly so yeah. awesome yeah. yeah 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 that that's sweet and justin you guys played for bait opened for bayside before in orlando right it was three years ago on monday fire dude mm. yep three years ago we uh we opened up for bayside and sincere engineer and it was uh it was just it was like super surreal because there was no like no green room in that area so we were just literally everyone was just kind of like hanging out together and uh we were talking to nick from bayside about star wars because i think galaxy's edge had just opened up and we were just like geeking out about just star wars stuff and everything that was going on the mandalorian had just come out so we were just like talking to like nick the entire time and i think uh like everybody in the band cried when like anthony ranieri was like Shout out to Out of Time for opening the show. And they were always right. like, oh, Devotion and Desire was my favorite song ever. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I should have been wearing my Out of Time shirt right now. Oh, no. <laughs> you, you didn't don't have to, to be on here. <laughs> Dude, you didn't get some lashings for that. <laughs> Sorry, Papa. Well, it, that's it's... the dad of the band for sure. <laughs> I'm the it's funny son. you mentioned a lot of those bands though i really think the reason why the long island scene was just like crushing it at that time is because of the the venues that were there and yeah, yeah. you know 
the downtown you guys were probably way too young to even yeah. be able to go to shows at i've the only heard of the downtown yeah <laughs> it really was such a special place where almost every single night there was a show going on with national touring bands coming through wow. and like a lot of those bands would play like new york city or brooklyn and then make an effort to come out to long island and also play long island where Unfortunately, I don't see that happening so often where they're playing both markets. It's usually yeah. like one or the other that I'm seeing, like at least with like the bigger national touring bands. And I, I think at, in the early 2000s, because there was a venue that was like the perfect size, those bands would will, were willing to go out to Long Island to play it. And that's what helped a lot of these local bands kind of get their name out there. They were playing with bands that were on Steve's untitled rock show. Like there was actually like, it was the peak of this type of music. It really was like, it had the support that it needed. Yeah. yeah, There were still like MTV two that was playing, you know, Emery and taking back Sunday music videos. Dash dashboard confessional just did like an unplugged. Like when we were in high school, like that was when that stuff was going, going on. And a lot of those long Island bands, kind of piggybacked on that and triple crown records was you know in new york and it feels like victory records must have had like an a and r person that just like set up shot up shop at the downtown because there were so many victory like long island bands that were on victory wow at that time to to that point actually i feel like uh so off guard released our first piece of work in 2017 Around that time, I feel like everyone was kind of in that SoundCloud kind of, you know, SoundCloud rapper, this, that, yeah. hip-hop. still was still kind of the big thing to be doing. But the whole time, we've just been doing our thing consistently. And it seems to be finally coming back around, which is which is nice. Because we can, we can see just in, like, our numbers, like, more people are listening to this type of music, which is cool. And I think it's like it, it goes to show like you guys are consistently like on social media. You guys are consistently like pushing your 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 work. Um, even like when we got when we played with you guys up in Amityville, like it was like it was it was just really cool to see the community come out. Like even though I think Amityville, oh no, just uh, Long Island in general really has like two main venues like where they're doing shows right now. It's like the VFW and Amityville Music Hall still, right? Yeah. Yeah, shout Pretty out to Golden yeah. Hour Booking and Jules at AMH. Yeah, shout out AMH crew, shout out Golden Hour Booking and the Mass Speak with VFW because they're holding it down right now. For there real. are technically like other venues on Long Island that may like maybe want an Amityville and like some out east. Yeah. And like no, you know, no shade to them, but it's just like an older crowd owned venue and that just like oh we're gonna book like the tribute bands because we know it pulls the older crowd and that just like guarantees this and that and they're not even thinking about local scene you know original acts kind of thing yeah. really i think uh, like, nine north right kind yeah. of got, got bought out and changed their uh their feng shui a little bit yeah there that that's one that kind of sticks more to like the tribute acts they used to do more local shows um Mulcahy's is, I, I think Jimmy World played at Mulcahy's not that long ago, so they're starting to take in some like bigger names. Um, so that's cool to see. But uh, but yeah, it especially after the pandemic, like a lot of venues closed down. Yeah, Revolution, what used to be Ollie's Point, and you know a dozen other names, obviously closed down. It got turned into a church, <laughs> which is like wild because like God knows what happened in that venue. <laughs> <laughs> unholy I, things happen yeah <laughs> well i will say like it, it's cool to see kind of like what's been going on at at amityville over like the last few years too like you know it, it was i remember like during the pandemic there was there was a lot of kind of like uneasiness or like unknowing of what was going to happen to amh for a while and there was a big uh push for um was it jjr and like a few others came together and they were like they put together a like a compilation a cop, cd yeah. Yeah, it was like you know the the obviously the people working on the venue, uh, probably JJR. Um, yeah, no, a couple just like local big name scene heads. Obviously, you know us. Like every every local tried to do their part to like make yeah. sure AMH, you know, for sure <laughs> stuck around. It, it, they, AMH is home to a lot of local bands. Even yeah. uh, shout out to Matt Lags and and the dudes from Giants at Large, Sweet Avenue, all of them. Shout out to Ethan, by the way. Ethan 
sidebar, Ethan helped us with uh, recording the drums for the newest song, October, that you're hearing. Nice. So, shout out. Uh, so cool, but- Ethan? Oh, yeah. Cool, cool Ethan. Oh, yeah. Cool, cool Ethan. That's what we call him. <laughs> yeah, shout out Sweet Avenue. I love that band so much. Builder's yeah. the best. And, you know, they they kind of were that next wave. That They were the, the Giants at large and them. Exactly, that, yeah. Like, they were the next wave after the Taking Back Sundays and the Baysides. And they, they helped – they you know held the torch for a while and cool to see they're still doing it and you know sweet avenue just put out new music i think yesterday yeah, yeah. i was literally just listening to that yesterday and obviously <laughs> it's good shout out sweet avenue come on love it yeah. yeah oh man yeah i remember and exactly yeah once like backpedaling a, a little bit to like high school scene and all that once i started getting involved in like the local scene like giants at large yeah they were like that fucking band and it's funny too because like the I, I was in a band called homebound in high school and they were recording with matt lags from giants and like recording with him when giants was like at their peak and everything was just like oh my god like just <laughs> <laughs> like cool local cred kind of nonsense and it's and it's cool to still be like friends and working with them like to this day and you know just always driving forward so, so i'm think- curious about your you know your early years like you said you guys were starting in 2017 were you guys fortunate enough to play like east ice of blaine's when they were still doing shows oh yeah yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah those are always bangers fun. yeah we as a band i think we played there once um like together but we played like i think all of us separately have played there like a few times we played yeah. there once uh i forgot who we didn't have i feel like it was matt becker yeah um, we had we had a we used to be a five piece actually, um, so when we did that, it was kind of like we, we just kind of put it together and hope for the best. But then when we finally played an, an actual here we are, here's off guard show. I remember we, I remember it was when we came out with uh, losing my mind with my heart because I remember playing lights. It was right before that, and I'm oh man, and I, I actually remember a story. My brother, uh, who was a big bowler. Uh, he would see the shows there all the time because he he was just there to bowl. He was like, "What's going on?" I remember he, I forgot what band it was, but he said he remembers some guy getting on top of the uh, the ball return, just fucking going in. <laughs> I wish I got the chance. Yeah, they always told you not to do that, but lo and behold, every show Come everyone did do that. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, like the fact that Keep Flying was playing there, the Wonder Years has played there, like. It really was an iconic spot, and once again, another Deer Park connection. Like John Stangle, who put on all those shows, is a Deer Park graduate, and he graduated oh, wow. the same year as Tom and I. I didn't even realize he was from Deer Park. Wow. Yep, that beautiful beard is from Deer Park. <laughs> that beautiful beard. <laughs> Come on, it all makes sense now. It could only be a Deer Park beard. It yeah. it only could be. <laughs> That's for sure. And it's just so funny because Stangle was a wild child growing up but he is so mellow now and just like such a like he's a vegan he owns like a vegan grocery store in like yeah. northport or something and like just totally 360 of what i knew him as like going you know to shows in the early 2000s it's just crazy but he, he really uh did a lot for the long island scene and unfortunately i heard east Ice of plains is no more and yeah that's yeah. true it, you know the pandemic really didn't help uh, yeah. the yeah. local scene in that way um and luckily i think we said before you know people were still holding it down and and we're hoping that to keep going it's gonna build itself and I, I feel like there's there's plenty of new good bands that are still coming out like waiver our friend uh dan who uh so right now we're actually uh for anyone who's interested we're uh a three-piece right now we're looking for a permanent drummer but uh, Dan from Waver helped us out on, on tour, which was super fun. Uh, so they're really good dudes. A uh, few faces. They're really cool dudes. Yeah. So, you know, we're just hoping that more and more bands just keep it going because that's that's really what it needs. Just people that are in it. Yeah. I've noticed with Golden Arrow Booking, too, who do they do like the booking at the VFW. They really like um, hold it down and encourage and get the like the newer the now even newer younger wave of like kids like forming their bands to like come and you know be on the bill and like open up shows and stuff yeah like, I mean, it's it's cool seeing 
new names of like, oh, like I, it's not like us or like our friends or like these yeah. five other bands that keep like rotating. We got new bands now. Awesome. Yeah. Let's, let's keep that going. Yeah. Alumni, Inner Love, yeah. like they're all. Yeah. Alumni, you know, and Inner Love are killing it. They're definitely. Not an alumni because they're big sports boys. So if you need yeah. sport talk. All right, all right. Oh, yeah. They would, they would kill it with the hockey because they know like everything. Yo, ask Joe Salto. Joe Salto drums for us uh, on the on occasion. That man loves hockey. So, all right, or we'll just get on. we'll get Tom to move back and fill in for drums for <laughs> you guys. For drums. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. But I, I don't think that's gonna too. happen. No. So let, let's. I know we we've been talking about kind of like the Long Island scene for a little bit, but let's let's talk about some off guard for a little bit. I know you guys recently put out um, October was the last one, right? Yes. Yeah. And then you guys also recently played the the Dangerous Summer Tour with like Pacific and My Kid Brother, right? Yeah, yeah. At AMH, yeah. that was like right before Dangerous Summer pulled out, too, right? Yeah, that was yeah. I think the last show of the tour. Um, kind of like like I, I mean, how was that? Because I know we we played that the that date in Orlando in kind of like a larger venue. I think it was like a maybe like a. 300 or 400 cap venue but what was it like playing at amh because i know like amh is way more personal than a venue we played oh yeah, yeah. it was that way, so i'll let you take this one yeah sorry <laughs> oh yeah no it's all good um it was good yeah it was cool um i think like they we played um first at like six o'clock um and as we were playing like a bunch of their um kind of their fans and stuff like that we're rolling through um we had like our, you know, kind of our, our fans and our friends like showing up for us and stuff. Um, so it was, it was definitely a good show, uh, especially cause we don't get to play, um, like long islands all the time. Uh, so yeah. it was, it was really nice. Um, and then when they played, um, it was like more, it was a bit later in the night, but they were on like a tight schedule cause they were headlining or like DJing for emo night, um, in Brooklyn. Um, so it was, it was cool. They, you know, it was pretty packed that I didn't see anything that was like, you know, any like fights or anything going on between them or anything that would indicate yeah. that they were going to take a break. I thought it was like a pretty normal kind of night. They put on a, I mean, they put on a killer set too. Killer set. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen the dangerous summer, not play, like play a bad set ever. Like, yeah. Yeah. Watching no, they're really tight. Yeah. He was great. Um, that they were all great. His the guy's daughter was there too. I was like, oh shit! There's like, it's rare that you ever see like a child at AMH because everybody's just <laughs> drinking, smoking, and stuff. But like, it's cool. It was they were really cool. So, can you tell us the origination story for Off Guard? Uh, like, you, you know, obviously Matt and Tyler went to, to high school together, but like, where did this stem from? Like, when did you guys decide to? to form the band and kind of what's the story behind it? Yeah. So this was like, like 2016, 2017 ish. Right. Roughly. Yeah. No, I still, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, like me and Tyler grew up in Deer Park together and we had our little band in high school for a bit. So I always knew he played bass and everything, but then, you know, we, we were always friends, but you know, life happens. We moved on and did other stuff. Um, me and Matt Weiss met in college at Nassau Community College and we were both vocal majors and we just became friends and I would, we would jam together. He, he had like his own like solo uh, music thing that I started like, you know, playing guitar for and helping out with while doing other projects. And then just through like connections and, and friends like Tyler got involved and him and Matt started writing together and we used to have, so as Tyler mentioned before, we like started out as a five piece. So we had like a lead guitarist who was also from Deer Park. His name was Doug, who again, just through like friends and connections, like we all just started jamming together. And our original drummer, Nick, um, we like me and Matt each separately knew just through like the Long Island scene. Like he was already in like bands and stuff and drumming around and, and, and we just knew him through like playing shows together. So just through those like various like interactions of hanging out 
you know, I'm, oh, I'm playing with Matt Weiss's solo thing. Like, oh, Tyler's getting involved. Like, all right, you know, we can, we got enough guys. We can do a full band thing. Yeah. And then like, then we just started writing together. And that first song we wrote, maybe it was Matt and Tyler that like were writing it together first. And um, that was in like, yeah, 2016, late 2016, early 2017, I think. Um, and yeah, it was just through friendship, school, the scene. It's all melded together. Love that. And then you guys have put out uh, Losing My Mind with My Heart. And then you just released October. So, like, what is the plan for some of these newer songs? You know, like Cut Me Off, October, Sincere. Like, what what is the, the plan for them? So we uh, were planning on releasing or, like, making a music video for October. Um and then it kind of fell through um, just because of like scheduling stuff. Um, so we're still planning on like doing some more like promo for October. Um, and then we are at the beginning of next year, um, we're going to go and record two new songs. Um, yeah, uh, that we've been working on for a little while now. And these songs are super cool. Um, we're going to go up to Massachusetts to do it. So super excited for that. Um, but as far as the other songs, um, we're just going to try to, you know, push them as hard as we can. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm just to, 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you got it. To, to piggyback um, for, for the songs that are out that are just singles. I feel like that, uh, recently we've noticed like the trend as far as like how people like release music and how people like take in content and it really seems like people are moving towards just like you know you release like a single or like a short ep that has like a lot of content with it you know a lot yep. of, like music videos visuals whatever um and like kind of follow that route so for like those reasons for like budgeting reasons and and all that we we kind of stuck like you know, we're going to put out the single, we're going to try the music video for it, like photo shoot, like the artwork and all that and, and see how far like that goes and we can push it. And also in the sense of like, you know, management companies and like labels and things like that, where we want to just release kind of one, two things at a time yeah, to get people's interest. And then whoever's interested can come in and be like, all right, what's next? And then we could be like, all right, well, we actually have this stuff on the back burner. That's, you know, that's ready. So I think that's kind of like not to give out our master plan, <laughs> but that's, that's how kind of we've been going. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys going to like anybody in particular up in Massachusetts? Funny. You should ask. Yeah. Actually, uh, my laptop died. I'm so sorry. Okay. He's in the escape room now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right now. Spooky one. POV. We're all in the escape room with Tyler. Let's go. LFG. Um, but yeah, I guess to, to let the uh, cat out of the bag. That's the term. Um, we're actually going to be recording with Alan Day up in Massachusetts nice. like the end of uh, February, um, beginning of March for a couple Went of days. Went out to the yeah. tree farm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so is there anyone in particular that like recorded with Alan that you're like, oh, obviously other than like the fact that he's in four years strong, but like anyone that he's recorded that you're like, oh, I, I think he would do wonders with, you know, our, with these songs. Well, funny you should ask. Uh, Matt Weiss, if you want to tell him. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he he has recorded and, like, uh, produced, like, a bunch of Four Year Strong's, like, more current albums. Um, he's also done Knuckle Puck and a bunch of other bands that Matt Becker, yeah. I, I feel like you... Yeah, I think he did one of the Can't Swim records. Yeah. Um, yeah, he like did uh, fill you again, stuff. I think. Yeah. I think uh like Pacific's more recent stuff too. I'm pretty sure he also did that. Yeah. What's really cool though is that um he actually found us through TikTok. Yeah, it was he, like uh, he shot us a follow and uh next thing you know, here we are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that happened with Sherry and Moore. Like I feel like that's a very similar story. That's another, yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure you recorded Sherry more too, yeah. 
Yeah, I feel like yeah. he found them on TikTok or something like, or Instagram. Like he searched yeah. local band. Like Four Year Strong was playing a show in like Baltimore, and he did like you know like a local search on Instagram of like bands that were playing shows in that area that were up and coming, and that's how he came across them. Which oh wow, I think is super yeah. cool. Yeah, that's so cool. I know he did. Um, he did our buddy's band. Uh, I mean their EP, uh, two other EPs, Flight Club. And then um, I think he did – they're not a band anymore, but they, they were a band from South Florida called Chaser, and he did their full length you know, of their put EP. out their music and not have to have the pressure of, of oh, my God, if we don't get a label, it's, you know, it's a label or nothing. It's, yeah. it's amazing, actually, what, uh, what you can do on your own now. I think we got the the second half of what you said, Tyler. It's it looks like you're driving. It's like the... he's on a satellite phone right now. Yeah, yeah. He's um, trying. I gotta give him the respect. He's well, trying. I, I swear. <laughs> this is a very important interview. You definitely don't want to miss this one. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it was funny. Like what you guys said, Massachusetts. I was like, all right, it's 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 one person because I think Jay Jay Moss moved out of Massachusetts. No, he, he's still in Massachusetts. I was like, I was like, Jay Moss would have been another like solid one to 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 go to too. But I was like, no, Alan Day has the name right now, the recognition, um, yeah. and it's just a cool a cool spot to go to too. Like, oh yeah, his little it, like his recording studio is really cool, and like how he built it out and and where it is. I think it's still in Danvers, Massachusetts. Um, but it's just really cool to kind of like go there and, and check everything out. He's he's so good at what he does that I can't wait to see what you guys do up there. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, no, I just like talking to him on the phone for a few minutes was like kind of insane. Just um, kind of seeing the way that he puts his perspective into music and like um, him as an artist was like, just super inspiring. We talked on the phone with him, like as a group for like 10 minutes. And I was like, wow, like, damn, <laughs> he's, he's really just such an interesting person. So I'm, I'm excited to like really sit down with him for a few days and like, you know, just like create something. Yeah. I think it's going to be like, a, it's going to be like enlightening for you guys too to kind of like see kind of like where his mindset and where kind of like everything goes. And it's like, it's, it's almost like, not like you guys don't know what you're doing now, but it's just like, he's going to give you guys so many like tips and tricks to like make the process easier and be like, I never thought about that. Or I never thought about doing this or like I could do this with my guitarist. Now it's going to sound fuller. It's just like a cool dynamic that he like, like someone like Alan day, who's been in the, in the industry for so many years can kind of like provide based off of like his experiences throughout like the country and the world. Yeah, exactly. I'm really, I'm really excited for all of that. It's nice too because all of our stuff, except the very first single, maybe, and the acoustic version, yeah, have all been recorded from by Matt Lagatuda from Giants at Large at you know Flying Carpet Studios because obviously we just love working with them. It comes out sounding the way we want to, and um, you know at this point he we've worked together long enough, so like he gets where we're going with songs and everything too. But at the same time, because of that aspect, I'm excited to work with like someone new. And some of Alan Day's, you know, caliber and everything. Yeah. And like, see what, how further we can really take these songs. So, what was the TikTok video that caught his eye? Was it like a sweet TikTok dance or something? Ooh, <laughs> honestly, who even knows? When we were on the phone with him, he was just like, "Yeah, I don't." Remember. It was like Instagram Reels or TikTok or something. But yeah, I just like came across it. I came across your profile. Like, you know, like I checked out some of the more recent songs. I dug it. You know, yeah, I just followed you guys on Instagram. And that, that was really it. Like he, he followed us on Instagram. Like I woke up to that notification and I'm a huge fan of four years strong. So like, I woke up to that thing like, no fucking way. Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> and like, I immediately like texted the guys being like, do I, do I message him from the band account? Like, <laughs> and so I, I, I did just like, kind of like jokingly just being like, Oh, Hey there. Like, you know, thanks for the follow. <laughs> And uh, and yeah, from there we just like started talking and and you know eventually set up some dates. Got talk with his like management and all that. Nice. That was I think like the 
the only comparable moment I have to that was when I woke up one morning in, in the early November started following us on TikTok and I was just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's so yeah, cool. Yeah. And I was just like, Ace Enders, me, <laughs> my exactly. dumb videos. <laughs> but That's yeah, what... I would I would lose my mind if if I had Alan Day just like reach out to me, I'd be like, yes, I got Chinese with you like 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was really cool. Like we were all geeking out over it that day. It was like one random day at like nine in the morning. He was like, oh shit, we were like, fuck. <laughs> Very cool, very cool. So I guess before we dive into um, just some more off-guard, you know, topics and whatnot and, and talk about the, the show that you played with out of time because obviously that's our homie Justin's band, I do want to tell everyone about our sponsor, DraftKings. So hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $100 in, f- in free bets if they do. If that's not enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, and bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $100 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So yeah, I I did want to specifically jump into the show that you guys played with out of time because that tour package was just (laughs) filthy. Like There was, I think, six bands that played that night, maybe even more, and... I believe it was what you guys and friend circle were originally just going to play. And then like combined with out of time and the Mogwas and dear youth and just made like a mega show. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Basically it was like, I, I think how it, or like just the general booking started was we were just trying to like get a show set up with friend circle. Cause they're our boys from Jersey. Shout out friend circle. Um, and you know, AMH was like doing their thing. I think because wasn't Sweet Hollow also on that show? Yeah, someone else originally. Yeah, yeah. But then didn't someone a different band fill in for them? Okay. Yeah, they dropped, and then um, Tony Asera hopped on. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right, Tony. That was her first show ever. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was her first show ever, and I, I. She ripped that. I like ripped that acoustic. I think Carly was 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 yeah. playing guitar. Um, yeah, and I remember that. like she was just like, "Oh yeah, this was like our my first show ever." And I was just like, it, "No, it wasn't." Like yeah, right. as your solo, like there's no way. Like it sounded so like so good with just the two of them, and like everybody. Like I was I was in the back by the merch table because I was uh, physically impaired, but I was I just heard everybody singing along. And I was just like, this is cool as shit. Like, everybody yeah. at AMH was literally just singing along to all of Tony's songs. And I thought that was the coolest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. No, yeah. It's really cool. It's cool because, like, now she, her and Carly and a couple other friends, they started a group called Scene 3. And they've been playing shows. And it's been really cool. Yeah. I think they announced, like, they're going to, like. Rebrand or something. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They're going to, like, rebrand, update the name. But, yeah. So, yeah. It was, so, it was Tony. Us, friend circle, Magwas, out of time, and dear youth, and yeah, it was that was a super fun show. That was a fun I show. Was, I wasn't familiar with dear youth, um, and they, I was really impressed by them. They really killed it. Everyone killed it, obviously, but that's all the way from Montreal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And their bass player, um, he actually filled in for guitar on that one because their guitarist is still not allowed into the United States for like two and a half more years because they tried to smuggle him in like for another tour, like a few years ago. And he got oh his passport God. revoked. Damn. Oh, wow. I didn't know. Yeah. That. <laughs> it is so expensive for Canadians to come to the States to play. So I remember um, like when, when we, when we played with the dangerous summer on like Pacific, um, the West Palm beach show, which was the show after ours got canceled because we had like a tropical storm coming through 
I think it was a hurricane that there, it was going to hit West Palm Beach, so they got their show canceled. So I like told everybody, I was like, "Don't buy anything from us. Buy from like Pacific." I'm like, they spent so much money to get into the states to have a show cancel on them. That's miserable. I was like, yeah. help them out. Like they've never been in a storm like this before. Buy shit from them. Goddamn, so, yeah, no. It's rough getting anywhere else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they so, were so good. Yep. Yeah, De- uh, Dear Youth absolutely kills it every time we play with them. Um, we were laughing because uh, we took a picture of, of Devon, their drummer. Uh, he's like seven foot two or something like that. He's ridiculously tall. Wow. And um, someone commented on our, on our story. They were just like, is that guy standing behind the drum kit? <laughs> no, no, he's sitting. He's just chilling back there, just sitting down. He's just so damn tall that he looks like he was standing yeah. behind the kids. Oh wow! Oh man! Yeah, no, I, I remember that now. Yeah, <laughs> but the the AMH show, like I I still can't believe we were able to pull that one off. I remember, I think I, I like messaged Jules and I was like, "Hey, is there any way we might be able to like hop on with this tour package?" She goes, "Yeah, let me see what I can do." And then like in two hours, she got back and she's like, "Yeah, here's the flyer." <laughs> wow! Yeah. Yeah, no, she's great. You, you need a, a venue like that in any scene. And, yeah. you know, to, to have someone that controls the booking that understands it as well and isn't just, like, only thinking dollar signs and, and only thinking, like, about, like, capacity and things like that. Like, actually just giving bands a shot in the in the local scene is just so important. And, you know out of times coming from Orlando and and Deer Youth is coming from Montreal and Magus is from Scranton. Like historically that show is not gonna do so great because they're not that's like not their scene. So yeah. like yeah for that for the booking agent or booking purse manager whatever to even like consider that is kind of unique to be honest. Yeah, no for sure. And all in all you know, everyone had a good time, so yeah, it was it was well paid off. So, do you guys have any touring plans? I, I know that you guys had a show at Arlene's Grocery that you guys had to back off last night, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Tyler last minute got caught with the flu. Oh, um, he it was like a, so not yesterday, but a day or two before. Um, where like he wasn't like feeling too well. We were about to actually meet up for practice, and he was like, "I'm gonna go to urgent care real quick." And then he found out he had the flu, so he got like checked out in the medicine the first day that he started feeling symptoms and everything. So he his like turnaround has been like a little on the quicker side, but considering like how close it was to the show and just like New York City and the amount of people on top of each other and everything, no. we were just like, "It's let's play this safe." You know, we don't want to get anyone else sick. We all need to work our jobs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not be sick. So let's let's just play this safe. It was unfortunate, but you know, like you gotta do it. Happens. Yeah. I feel like everyone's a lot more like cooler about dropping because you're sick because of the whole COVID situation that was going on too. So yeah. everyone's a little bit more like they're like, no, just stay home. I don't want to get sick. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But um as far as like future shows i know for like so originally like this arlene show was going to be like our last show for the year and we're going to focus on like the songwriting and getting things ready for the studio and all that um so that's like generally our plan i know like definitely once we record the songs with alan we're going to be thinking of you know tour dates weekender dates things like that to obviously promote the stuff and all and, and everything um maybe we'll tag on to a christmas show since we missed this arlene show for the end of the year We'll see. Keep your eyes out. So you're playing with Keep Flying is what you're trying to say. Yeah. Uh, say. Uh, <laughs> the New uh, Year's yeah. show. I wish we could squish on. We'll see. We'll see. We'll reach out to JJR. <laughs> yeah. They, they, <laughs> okay, they've they been... just said this on the podcast. You got you to gotta say yes now. <laughs> they've been, He's playing uh... Orlando tonight. He's staying at Mike's place. I'll ask him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They've been uh, putting those on the last couple of years and it, it was unfortunate that driveways had to back off that last one because I don't think they've played Long Island yet. 
that band no. driveways and i feel like long island will just explode once they do and and oh, obviously yeah. being a keep flying hometown show which is already crazy as it is like yeah amh would have just exploded <laughs> if they actually pulled that off I, I think it was like right after COVID too and sucks that driveways had to back off but i'm sure there's something cooking jj jjr is always cooking so oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. respect this year, this year i think it's uh i think few faces is on it uh flight club and dino skate park yeah. are the ones that i was talking to like henny and jjr about um recently just as like I was like, I was like, who's on, who's on it this year? He's like, yeah. do you guys want to hop on it? I was like, we're not gonna make it up there. <laughs> <laughs> that is a far drive, yeah. Yeah, I know. Hungover, hungover did it like a few years ago, and and they flew up. They were just like, yeah, we're just gonna oh, fly wow. up. We're gonna rip this show. We're gonna fly back. Wow, and I was like, respect for that. I was like, that sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that yeah. sounds fun. Yeah, they're yeah. Is hungover still around? Are they still doing anything? Yeah. So Mark, Mark cuts my hair. Um, so I sit down and we, we just shoot the shit all the time and, uh, they have a new album that's recorded, wow. ready to go, ready to get put out. Um, I'm really excited about it. Uh, he oh, sent yeah. it to me and I've listened to it and I'm like, all right, this is, this is some good shit. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So I'm really excited to see. I know Mark, Mark just opened up. He did an acoustic hungover set tonight for the keep flying show at will's pub in orlando um so i know he's i think he might be playing like a few new songs too but i know he's mainly like playing like a lot of the the older hungover sets i think he's doing like a smash mouth cover and a few other stuff nice rad love smash yeah. Mouth. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome i remember we played a show with them at a gold sounds in brooklyn yeah however many years ago obviously it was like a maybe a year or two before the pandemic but yeah I remember like that's like our, our that was like our first encounter with them. I had heard the name but I wasn't familiar and then we saw their we played the show, saw their set and I remember like buying a CD. I still had a car at the time. That's how long ago that was. Um yeah, I'm gonna do business. <laughs> These guys are it was crazy. Like I remember when uh when I first moved to Orlando, because I used to live in South Florida and I moved to Orlando, um hung over had just started like playing shows here and there. And I think Mark was playing guitar for them at the time. And then a whole bunch of stuff happened and they moved Mark to vocals. And I told Mark, I go, this is the smartest thing you guys have ever done ever. And then they, they, they released girlfriend. And then right from there, it was just kind of like an upward trend. And I was just like, been watching him ever since. So I was just like, you guys are going to like, just destroy it. If you just put out one more album and he's like, it's done. I go send it. Hell <laughs> oh, yeah! You gotta yeah. tell Mark to start dyeing those grays in your beard, man. I know he doesn't <laughs> dye the hair; he he cuts the mullet. That's what he does. But uh, but yeah, he doesn't he doesn't dye my beard. He likes the he likes the salt pepper look. So I just let him I let him go with it. Touche, touche. <laughs> yeah, once you get a few, man, they start spreading real quick. Yeah, it's like it's like fire ants. <laughs> Cool. Well, dudes, it was a blast, you know, actually getting you on. And I know this is a little different for our our listeners where we're not talking much hockey, but, you know, not too many bands come from Deer Park to begin with. And uh, and then one that actually is good is actually <laughs> very, very rare. And uh, I had a, a debate with Tom, our other host, about, you know, the best band out of Deer Park. And he's 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 a uh, definitely more of like the punk and hardcore guy. So he was going with our our homies in the buddy system. And I'm not sure if you guys are even familiar with this band. Like they're going back to probably like 2001. So oh yeah yeah so. yeah. And and that stuff doesn't even like exist on the internet. <laughs> so like I was like, so are they finally you know the band that you know, takes the, the prize as being the best one from Deer Park. And he's like, no, go and buddy system. But <laughs> uh, that's just because he's, of, I he's more, he's more of a punk and hardcore guy than, than pop. Speaking punk of bands Indian. that Tom loves that are playing Amityville this month or next month, Dr. Acula. 
Oh yeah. That's <laughs> a that's a valid classic right there. They have made their way back, yeah. Yeah, heroes. But Those I, I gotta get friends. They are. Yeah, like, they were in his wedding. Or at his wedding. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, I, I I will throw in one hockey joke before we end it. That the Islanders upset the Blue Jackets so badly last night that their game tonight was postponed. <laughs> they couldn't go through with it. <laughs> well, I Tyler from the band No Dice. I had to talk junk to him. I was just like, No Dice, because <laughs> <laughs> they they had the lead at one point and then just couldn't win. And the Islanders came and and stole that one. And I just had to talk a little smack. Yeah, but lightning destroyed the Blues last night, so I'm in a good mood. We'll see where it goes against the Sabers on Monday. Well, I will leave everyone with "Cut Me Off." Any words about this song before I, I let you guys enjoy the rest of your Saturday night? Um, "Cut Me Off" is a song about uh, your own personal vices and. Uh, not knowing when to be cut off from them unless somebody tells you that's, that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Touche. Well, thanks again, guys for hanging out and uh, can't wait to hear what you and Alan day work up and uh, just super excited to, you know, keep following along with you guys. And hopefully I can make my way back up to long Island one of these days and catch a show, or maybe we have, Bar Down Breakfest year three on Long Island. Who knows? I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> we'll get it so set that, up so that it happens. <laughs> that would be sick. Yeah. Throughout the universe. Hell yeah. yeah. Well, thanks again, guys. And this is Cut Me Off by Off Guard. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. It's been awesome. Because I need you to be there. Tell me that it's not fair. 